This is episode number 25 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. And today is our first time back recording in a few weeks since my second baby was born. So we're going to give you a postpartum update today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how the birth went and just how wildly different postpartum has been this time around. But before we get into that, we're going to kick off and give you a review from one of our podcast listeners that we appreciate so much. From SEF14. And she wrote, I've been patiently waiting for this release and it is not disappointed. Thank you, ladies, so much for sharing your knowledge and passion. This is a podcast everyone needs to listen to. So thank you so much for that wonderful review. And we'd love to hear from each of you, each of our listeners, because it means so much when we do get, we get private messages from you, we get emails from you, um, and messages in the Facebook group, as well as on Instagram. So if you head over to iTunes and leave a rating and re- review, we'd greatly appreciate that. And you'll likely hear uh, your review shouted out on the podcast one of these weeks. So we are rounding up on three weeks postpartum. Theo will be three weeks old tomorrow. And it seems fast, actually, when I when I say it out loud like that. It seems hazy, for sure. I feel like in the newborn postpartum haze for sure Uh, but I just wanted to yeah catch you up and fill you in on how the birth went which was an elective cesarean and just the difference that I have experienced this time early postpartum compared to my first time postpartum just all all the differences that I think went into that and I have been experienced up until that point so the birth was scheduled for a Tuesday morning and on the Friday night before that we got a phone call from the hospital just actually a message on my phone saying that they would see us Monday morning at 6 a.m. and I was like what no that's not that's not when we're supposed to birth this baby it's supposed to be the next day so I tried to call the hospital back and nothing no answer couldn't get through to anyone So my husband and I, Randy, were like, oh my gosh, what's happening? How can we find out if this is actually when we're supposed to be there? Luckily, we were with midwives, so my midwife was able to call the hospital. And she spoke to someone, and in fact, they had rescheduled us from Tuesday to Monday morning. It was actually a really good thing that they did so, because on that Monday, they have scheduled OR times for elective C-sections, versus on the Tuesday, it wouldn't be a scheduled time. It could be that we got there in the morning and we waited all day because we're just at the mercy of emergency situations that might have 
taken place that day. So it was a good thing that we were moved to the Monday so we could just have our time, get in there, stop thinking about it, uh, get on with it, and move to the next phase. So I felt really good about that. I wasn't nervous until Sunday night when I was packing everything up, getting everything together, and then I started to be a little afraid of the whole process, just the whole process of the surgery more than anything, and the loomingness of surgery recovery. That was more so what I was nervous about. I was really ready to not be pregnant anymore. I was really ready to not be pregnant the whole pregnancy, as many of you know if you've been listening in. It was just a difficult pregnancy in general. So we got to the hospital at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. We got checked in. We uh, met with one of the nurses there, and I didn't know it at the time, but she was actually attending us in the OR, so that was cool. We got to chat with her. Uh, and she was really great and my midwife eventually came and met us at the hospital too while we were getting prepped and ready to go and in the waiting room so after we were all ready to go it was probably gosh getting close to 8 30 at that point we were the second elective c-section scheduled for that morning so we were able to meet with the ob who was doing the procedure right before going into the OR and just had a chance to talk with him and ask any questions that we wanted to. And he was so comforting and reassuring and just helped us feel really at ease. And it really felt just like all the steps came together and it was all meant to be and it was not really scary at all at that point. I thought that I would have been more nervous and more scared, but I really wasn't. And that's actually what I felt with my first birth experience, which was the emergency C-section. I felt really supported in that environment, too. Um, just everyone in the room was fantastic, and that was the exact same situation at this birth as well. So just before we jumped on the call, I was telling Anita that it was such a strange experience to walk myself, my pregnant self, down the hallway into the OR knowing that I wouldn't be walking myself out of there. I wouldn't be pregnant when I was coming out of there. It was just so wild to experience that. So I walked myself down the hallway with my midwife and two OR nurses. And Randy had to stay behind until they got me in there and got me prepped and ready to go. And then he was able to come in. So I met with the anesthesiologist right before the procedure as well. She got me hooked up with the spinal tap once we got into the OR. I was nervous about the spinal tap as well because it didn't take uh, the first C-section experience. And they had to, it was kind of a whole big thing, had to get me back up, do an epidural. This time around, the spinal tap did take. I felt very nauseous once it did and she warned me before that that was going to happen my blood pressure would crash and I would probably feel really nauseous and just to tell her and she would take care of it and stabilize me as best as possible and she did so I felt better quickly after that but that was one of it was probably the most uncomfortable part of the c-section just feeling so nauseous and sweating <laughs> during that whole time period uh, so Randy got into the OR at quarter after nine and Theo was born at 919. 
So very quick. And before we actually met with the OB, one of the nurses told us that this OB was known for doing extremely fast C-sections. And I didn't know if that was a good or a bad thing, but I just trusted that that meant he was really good at them. So I think that that was the only mindset that I could take into it at that point. So it was quick. What was really cool this time, which they did not do with my daughter's birth, was as soon as they got baby out, they lifted him over the blue curtain. So we were able to see him screaming and crying. And it was just such an incredible moment it all felt like so right right then I was really nervous about how I would feel about this baby in general just because I felt like detached from this pregnancy I didn't really want to be in this pregnancy fully I was really uncomfortable physically mentally emotionally but as soon as I saw him it was just it was exactly meant to be in every single way and it just felt so overwhelmingly peaceful and positive so midwife and one of the OR nurses took baby weighed him did some other things I don't know what was happening at that point brought him over to my chest as soon as they could though uh, so we did skin to skin in the OR that was one of the things one of the requests that we had if everyone's health was good we wanted to do skin to skin in the OR and they got me stitched up. One other thing we did ask beforehand, which Anita, this was key from you, was asking if they were going to use sutures or staples at the C-section. So we requested sutures and that's what this OB was going to use anyway. So that was perfect. And that was about it. It seems, it felt actually so long being in there I don't know what time I got in there or what time I got out. It was probably very fast from top to bottom, all said and done. There was no recovery room immediately available for us. So we actually did part of the recovery in the OR, um, got baby latching onto the breast and um, just got me sitting upright a tiny bit. And then we got to go to a recovery room for a little while. Um, and then to our room and we stayed at the hospital for four full days, which was very different than last time when we stayed for 36 hours after C-section. And I just really wanted to go home at this point. This time, the universe is always, <laughs> always listening because I told my midwife before the procedure at the end of pregnancy that I was comfortable staying as long as possible at the hospital, as long as we needed to. So, of course, we had an extended stay because baby had jaundice, so we actually had to stay a extra day and a half or so, two days because of that. And you know what? It really was, it was all for the best because I had forced rest time, and that was really necessary, I think, in, in the healing process and helping uh, the speed of healing because I was resting hard for all of those days and not going home to a three-year-old and stairs um, a three-year-old who wanted to climb on me it would have been extremely uncomfortable I think so all said and done of course we wanted to get out of there as quick as possible but the extra stay I think was helpful for healing so since getting home now three weeks postpartum the healing has been 
wildly different than the first time around. It has been so much faster. One of the examples I keep giving is that at 10 days, two weeks postpartum last time, I was finally able to lie flat on my back and on both sides. And this time I was able to do that at a week postpartum and felt good during it. So it has just been so much quicker for the physical recovery. I also think that the mental and emotional side of things plays into that physical recovery too. This time I've just felt so much better mentally and emotionally. I was saying to Randy the other night, remember when I just cried for days and days and days postpartum last time? Because that is how I remember postpartum to be. I was telling my clients that I didn't think that postpartum could be okay. Like I really truly did not think it could be okay. And it has been. And I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to say that. I was so scared of postpartum because of all the things that I went through and felt before in that first time. And this time, just none of that stuff has really happened. I haven't felt bluesy. I haven't been crying a lot. It's just been, it's just been in it. And that has been really cool to experience, but more so it's just been really a peaceful experience to know that this chapter of pregnancy and postpartum and birth is done in my life. There will be no more of that, which is really peaceful for me. This is the last time we'll have a newborn. This is the last time we'll be managing a three-year-old and the newborn at the same time. Um, so just trying, trying to soak it up, not in a fake positive kind of way but just allowing myself to be in it and feel whatever I need to feel um, and not not being scared of all the feelings that could come up that have been actualized this time that did last time a huge part of that is also that I feel so good about the birth experience it was really the right decision and any decision would have been the right decision and I trusted that going into but this just felt like everything was meant to be it was all just lining up exactly how it was meant to and I really trusted in that so much and I feel so deeply peaceful about it postpartum so the physical mental and emotional I think it just all comes together and has all come together this time postpartum and I think that I just haven't put any pressure on myself to have to be okay or to have to be okay tomorrow. Maybe I won't be okay tomorrow and that would be okay too. Um, there's just no pressure, no rush on this recovery time um, in all those different facets. So just being in it postpartum, feeling really good about how that birth went and just feeling good physically much faster has all been so key this time around. That's amazing. And definitely on behalf of all the listeners, thank you so much, Jess, for sharing that. Because I think, yeah, like I've said, I have a lot of clients that are in your shoes. And I know we have a lot of listeners who are considering, should I do an elective um, cesarean or go for a VBAC or making that really tough decision. So I think hearing your story is really going to help. And um, also something we were talking about before, and Jess, you brought up on another episode was even some things because of what you went through last time supports you put in place this time to make things more comfortable. You mentioned the hospital bed and you said that that was definitely worthwhile. Um, can you share just a bit about any other things you planned ahead, whether it's actual physical items or like your family was down things that you thought were really helpful this time around? Yes. The hospital bed rental for home was so key this time. 
I was so uncomfortable last time once we got home from the hospital trying to, again, sit myself up in bed, roll to my side, sleep in any position, be up multiple times throughout the night, shoving pillows behind my back, trying to nurse a baby in a somewhat comfortable position. So this time the hospital bed rental has been fantastic. Interestingly, I haven't needed it as much as I thought I was going to because that physical recovery has been faster, but it has been so convenient, especially in that first uh, extra week after the hospital and being home. That has been really key. Second thing, yes, my family came and stayed, not at our house, but they actually rented a house on Airbnb in our neighborhood. So my mom, my dad, my sister, and my grandma, they were all here for varying lengths of time and basically were fully in charge of the three-year-old and cooking for us and cleaning and doing whatever we needed during that time period. So last time, all four of them actually stayed at our house after Steele, our daughter, was born. And that was totally fine at that point. But this time, we just don't have that much space anymore. We don't have as much space anymore. And I didn't want that many people to be in our space. So they were so understanding and generous and rented a house in our neighborhood. So that was great. So they were able to come and go. They were able to take our daughter, bring her back, stuff like that. Just super easy. Um, and made the experience so much easier on us. And third key thing, which has been essential for us, is that Randy has been on parental leave, which is an absolute lifesaver, especially with C-section recovery and with a toddler. Just you are limited in what you can do and what you can lift, and that has been a difficult thing, absolutely. You don't realize how physical parenting is especially a toddler until your ability to be physical is taken away and you just have to communicate with only verbal communication with a toddler <laughs> so that has been tricky luckily randy has been home and he's basically in charge of steel i'm in charge of the baby we both help each other out with those two things of course but it's mostly him on toddler duty household duties and me on feeding baby so those have been key things for sure. We also prepped food in advance, some really simple things, energy balls, smoothie bags. My mom made bacon, lifesaver. And that has just been really helpful to get some easy snacks and meals in quickly throughout these last few weeks postpartum. And then again, Randy has been doing the bulk, basically all of the cooking, which is normal in our life, but a huge help at this time postpartum too. So I think those have been the biggest things that we have done postpartum just to help ease the transition. And I was going to ask too, I know you shared last time about um, your incision recovery. Um, and so how have things been different this time around? Because they do sound like that that experience was different. Yes, yes. I have been hyper aware of it for sure and staying on top of the cleaning of it. I actually will link to this in the show notes. We got this 
solution spray essentially that I've been able to clean the incision with daily and that has been really helpful last time in the hospital they just gave me these like squeeze pack kind of things with the solution in it it was just messy and hard to clean at that point but this spray solution has been really easy able to use that so I'll link to the show notes just to give you an example on what that is and yeah interestingly it has healed so well and so quickly this time uh, just from a visual appearance of it but also just the feeling of it hasn't been as tight not as much pulling or straining on it this is actually an interesting question for you maybe Anita if you have heard this from people but last time I felt this too that the right side of my incision so the side that the surgeon was on was always a bit more pulley and a bit more tight especially through the early healing and it has absolutely been the same experience again and I was talking to the nurses about this in the hospital and they said that often just the side that the surgeon is on they will stitch that side quite tight is that what you've heard too yeah I've heard um and it could depend on uh technique but I've heard usually where they finish off is usually more more tense or you might feel more nodules. So I tell clients all the time, super normal, that one half is gonna feel different than the other. Um, It's actually really rare. I have a client who the whole scar feels the same. Always one side is a little bit tighter. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, So yeah, they could have been on the same side or finished on the same side, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That has definitely been my experience. So this right side feels just more twingy than the left side. And that was my experience the first time around too. So, well, definitely last time I had to spend a bit more time when I was doing some scar massage on that side to get things feeling normal again. So I imagine that that will be the same once I get back into that, maybe in a couple weeks. What I kind of forgot about was this whole belly tenderness thing after C-section. It really makes you realize how much work they're doing in there to get that baby out and that really this is a major procedure so it's just so tender to the touch and sore from belly button below down to that incision and not really around the pubic bone this time also I had far more bruising than I remember on the belly than from the first time around so I thought that was interesting too that's all healed up now except for that tenderness and soreness which is still Uh, tender to the touch and that lasted months for me postpartum last time and I assume it will again this time too I feel less scared to touch my belly this time afterwards Uh, so I have been doing some really gentle massage of just the abdominals and belly itself staying away from the incision at this point but last time I just thought I was gonna hurt something or hurt myself or hurt my uterus or Um, but this time I feel just more comfortable touching that whole area and just doing some really gentle work on it earlier on. I think that's a good point and we'll make sure we'll put um, a link to how to massage your scar in the show notes for anyone who's curious because I would agree it's good to like where Jess is at three weeks postpartum as long as again no infection it's not open it's healing well is to gently start touching or at least above and below the earlier you can start doing that and eventually some massage once you get the clear at six weeks is super helpful for the physical but also the mental and emotional healing um, of the scar. Would you agree with that, Jess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. I think that, yeah, it's just helpful to get in there and experience that part of your body. 
this is different but related but I was saying this to my clients the other day too like it's so important for me to look at my body look at my stomach look at the incision often daily just to really experience what is going on in my body from a body image perspective but also just from yeah just from a perspective of knowing what happened to my body what that incision looks like noticing if there are any changes feeling those changes that do occur postpartum too as I start that scar massage but the main point that I was making with my clients is that like really experience your body postpartum and try not to try not to avoid try not to look away like get into it this is your body and we, I think that the healing for me mentally, emotionally is so much faster and deeper and authentic when I don't avoid it. Yeah. And notice what feelings come up, whether it's judgment, because I think a lot of times, regardless of how your birth goes, there's a lot of judgment on our own body um, right after. So I think just getting used to your new body postpartum is really helpful. Mm-hmm. So Jess, can you share a bit, um, comparing your first... Um, cesarean to this time pain medications postpartum did you have different ones or was anything different about when you took them it really has been so similar so I took whatever they gave me in the hospital postpartum round number one some more aggressive type of painkiller the first day as they recommended it and then from that point on I took extra strength Tylenol and Advil for maybe 10 days at that point and it has been really similar with this experience too it's actually funny because the OB on call came to visit us in the hospital a couple days and she asked what I was taking and I told her Tylenol and Advil and she said you're crazy let me write you a prescription for something to take home even if you don't take it, I want you to have it with you just in case you do. I never filled it. I haven't needed it. The extra strength channel and Advil has been enough for me this time as well. I was also telling Anita just before we jumped on that I've been having these terrible abdominal and chest pains since two weeks postpartum. And it's been mainly steady, but it will ramp up to where it's pretty debilitating pain and then it will come back down and stay steady and be quite painful and then ramp back up again. We're thinking it is trapped gas perhaps from the surgery and that pain has been worse than C-section recovery, which I find to be really surprising, but other people have experienced this too. It's been so intense and I feel like I could have taken that prescription and used those pain meds for this pain because the Tylenol will cut it, but is not taking it away. So it has been the pain level has been manageable for sure this time around i would say far more manageable even than it was the first time last thing we'll just mention before we wrap up for this postpartum update episode is that i have started getting back into some really gentle movement i've been doing my core plus floor restore for c-section program and i started that uh just after two weeks postpartum i was feeling really good ready to move stuck and achy from being in the same position nursing many many times a day so just needing some variation in my movement that i was doing 
So that has felt really good. I will likely start back to strength training probably within the next couple of weeks. Depending on how this abdominal pain pans out, I will not push myself to do anything if the pain is still there, of course. But movement has felt really good and has been nice on my body. Again, just being in the same position for hours a day can get really crunchy on a postpartum body. So that has been nice. And as a gift for our listeners of the show, we are going to give you a 30% discount on my Core Plus Floor Restore program. There is a version for vaginal births and a version for cesarean births. And the code for that sale will be in the show notes and all the details you need there, how long the sale will last, what the program is specifically, and who it is geared for. So thank you so much for listening today. And today was actually our first episode of kind of three mini episodes all about postpartum topics. So today Jess shared about her elective cesarean uh, postpartum experience and recovery. Our next episode is going to be about our top five perineal healing items. So after a vaginal birth. And then our following episode will be about five misconceptions about uh, postpartum coaching. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 